What's going on, family? Welcome to another episode of Nonfiction with John the Soul. On Nonfiction, I give you news headlines and commentary. Uh, today, I want to talk about the economy. Why? Because Black Friday is literally around the corner. Today is uh, Thursday, the 28th, Thanksgiving 2019, tomorrow, or in some cases at 11 p.m. in front of the Walmart or, you know, maybe a... Uh, 1159 on the website or something. This is when people, you know, go buy a lot of shit. Now, I'm not going to front. I'm not going to front. I've done this myself. I had friends who was, you know, back in the day, they waited in line at midnight at GameStop. You understand? And so forth like that. I've, uh, You know, I was on the help desk and it was talking about Cyber Monday. I said, what's that? You know what I mean? Kind of thing. And cats was, you know what I mean? So I'm not I'm not judging nobody. I mean we all in the same boat. But with experience and knowledge, you know what I mean, we should improve. So let me tell you something what I consider economic indicator. Is ride share. Now you say ride share, yeah, I'm talking about Uber, Lyft, and all the rest of it. So grabbing an article out of the New York Times. New York Times is reporting Americans aren't... Oh, that's another start. Oh, my fault, my fault, my fault. Uh, from WJLA in D.C. All right, Rideshare, a.k.a. Uber, Lyft, etc. has been exploding, according to this article in WJLA.com. Washington Metropolitan Airport Authority uh, says that the additional cars are causing traffic congestion and, and, and is requiring millions more uh, dollars investment in infrastructure. The MWAA has released documents stating that it will have to raise its ride share fee from $4 to $5. It says, uh, MWAA says it spends a million dollars on a remote ride share uh, site in Crystal City, Virginia, which is really close to DC or whatever, and uh, uh, $8.7 million in just total infrastructure. So, there's been an increase in this whole rideshare Uber thing. And at first I thought it was just like maybe retired people, right? I mean, there's a lady at one of my old gigs. Literally, she retired from the gig. And I seen her outside of a grocery store a little while ago. She had an Uber and a Lyft sticker. You know what I mean? I was like, okay, I can dig it. But then one of my coworkers used to do Uber on his way to work. He was live out in the suburbs. He'd do Uber in. You know what I mean? It's, I'm starting to see it more and more. Here's a headline from uh, WUSA 9 in D.C. Uh, let's see here. 10,000 new rideshare drivers a year. New census data shows how the industry has exploded in the D.C. area. Ridesharing in the D.C. area has boomed since 2011, up to nearly 5,000 drivers. And almost $1 billion in revenue as of 2017. And this article came out. Let me see when here. When this article come out. Now, this article came out. Uh, yeah, June 28, 2019. So, basically, so many people are doing ride share. I mean, I'm sure everybody listening to this microphone is either know somebody who did ride share there's somebody in your neighborhood who do ride share if you use ride share if you open up the app you probably see somebody like damn near in your neighborhood doing ride share 
And so if the economy is doing great, like Trump is saying, why is that? I mean, if you're over 40, you know what a good economy looks like in the 90s. And, and again, I know every area is different, but in the 90s, right, the, the late 80s, early 90s, there was an excellent economy. Everybody was working, as far as I can tell. We sure it was the government shut down here and there, but by and large, everybody was working. People were buying homes. People were getting married. Those are positive uh, economic indicators. People getting married. People buying homes. Right? You know, people saving, not just spending now, but people able to save without a lot of, you know, tremendous pain. And so we're not, in a lot of cases, unless you're an entrepreneur, a lot of a lot of Americans just aren't there, you know. And it's not just African American; it's a lot of folks that aren't there. There's another article I came across which I thought was interesting, and you'll find out why in a second. So I'm talking economic indicators, right? In the '90s, there was a lot of people that went to Atlanta. That was like a migration thing that happened. Why? Because there are businesses popping up there. Even Charlotte, like in the early 2000s, there were people because some IT was going there. Uh, I heard people going to, you know, Phoenix, that whole area, Mesa, that whole area. People were, you know, why? Because there were gigs, there were jobs, right? Just like in the 60s and the 50s, people came up from the South. You remember? Well, this New York uh, Times article, let's see, New York Times is reporting Americans aren't relocating as much as they did in generations past. According to the article, until up until the 1950s, one-fifth of the U.S. population moved every year um, looking for work in a new city or, or, or a job center. In other words, factory closed, you go to another factory. Or like I said before, maybe IBM is building a campus or, you know, some other, you know, companies is going someplace, you know, in Atlanta and you go. Uh, let's see, uh, the Census Bureau reports this November... Uh, the decline of migration. Uh, they, they said that they reported uh, this November that there has been a, a decline in migration uh, since they started tracking this data in 1947. So basically from 47 on up to now, people have been moving. But they're saying they're seeing that drop. And so if people aren't moving, that means that there aren't the job centers that we had in the past. You know, the D.C., Maryland area is a uh, D.C., Maryland, Virginia. We call it the DMV. Uh, that's like a hub. That's like you got local, state, federal, private, nonprofit all here. You know, other major cities, New York City is probably one because you got New York and the, the places in Jersey close to it. You know, maybe California might be something like that. Maybe Atlanta might be maybe Charlotte might be something like that. Certain places. But I'm just wondering if those places exist anymore. And so to me, that's another economic indicator. Conversely, conversely, we have tons of immigrants. I'm not going to talk about the ones moving across the border. I'm not talking about that. Because that's generally like a low-skilled, you know, labor type type work, right? That's, that's your fast food and, and things like that. The H-1Bs, the people that are coming over and staying past the expiration date, those are the majority, from my understanding, my reading of the news, those are the majority of the people that are quote-unquote illegal aliens. It's not the people that are coming across the border because, you know, maybe the economy is bad in the area. Because down in South America, there aren't, generally speaking, wars. 
You know what I mean? I mean, are there skirmishes? Yeah. Are there little revolutions? Yeah. We just saw one in Bolivia. We're seeing one. The U.S. is back in Venezuela, but they're not like it's not like refugees in the Middle East escaping. That's not the case. People are coming across because they want a better economic situation. And America has social welfare system. Some of these countries don't have that. But those aren't the majority of people that are coming over without the proper paperwork. It's the H-1Bs. So if those people are coming over and Americans aren't moving and Americans are doing ride share, they wouldn't understand the reason that those jobs are going to them. I'm, I'm asking the question. I'm not drawing any conclusions. I'm asking you guys a question. All right, let's move on. So economic indicators. So we got to keep these things in mind as Black Friday approaches or Cyber Monday, okay? You know what I'm, you know what I'm trying to say. I'm not going to tell a grown person I'm spending money. All right, let's see another one. This is a little different. So Facebook. A lot of guys on Facebook. I was off Facebook. Now I think I'm on. I haven't touched it. The account or whatever, I don't think, maybe, I don't know. But apparently Facebook is letting uh, white racist groups, I don't like that term, white supremacists, I don't, I don't like the term, uh, white racist groups, neo-Nazi type groups, they're letting them operate pages and so forth freely on Facebook, apparently. There's a Guardian article, uh, let's see, the UK News or Guardian reports white racist groups are allowed to run pages on Facebook, the Guardian highlights VDare and Red Ice TV as examples of racist propaganda groups operating on social media. Now, here's the thing. This is my African-American commentary. If Facebook is letting people whose mindset has a history of genocide, because that's what Martin Luther King said, and it's true. The ultimate goal of racism is really genocide. There's no way you can. You can't argue that you can't you can't argue that. When these little Beckys and Susies are calling the cops on a little black girl selling lemonade, it's because she wants her killed by the police. That's why. She doesn't want her arrested. She doesn't want her fined. She wants her murdered. So these little memes and stuff people are doing, that's not that's that's ignorant. It's cute, but it's it's ignorant. You know, when they're calling, you know, the police on little black teenagers at the pool or that's because they want them murdered by the police. These are some evil fucking people. And so if Facebook is letting them on there, that's because their values align with Facebook. I would be surprised if somehow they're generating a lot of revenue for Facebook. I doubt that. But here's the thing. What do you do? You complain about Facebook? Not over here. No, what you do is you go over and join blackjunction.com which is like a Facebook, Twitter uh, competitor. And I'm a member over there. Jonathan, so I'm a member. I just opened up my account again over there. And uh, they have a YouTube uh, competitor called uh, BlackJunction.tv. Black Junction, like Junction, Junction, what's your function? You know, J-U-N-C-T-I-O-N. BlackJunction.tv is the YouTube competitor blackjunction.com is the facebook twitter competitor join those sites post your comments there they even you can even monetize your content over there and they just did an upgrade on uh black junction tv so that the interface looks really slick so you know you either part of the solution or part of the problem which, which my father used to say 
So this is the solution. Not banging on the doors of racist people to borrow their platform when the means of production is already in the hands of the people. You just go where you want it, like, like Elijah Muhammad said when people were talking about uh, sitting there on lunch counters. He said, they don't want you there. <laughs> go to the black restaurants. That's what it is. You know, go to the black restaurants. And speaking of, uh, you know, black restaurants and stuff, uh, Black Friday's coming up. You guys know that. Uh, if you're going to spend, why don't you sp Oh, by the way, before I forget, uh, with uh, blackjunction.tv, they have like two tiers. They have a pro version, which is $10 a month, and then they have the free version, you know. So with the pro version, you can upload a video up to a gig. And uh, with the free version, I think you can upload up to two megabytes, something like that. So uh, just keep that in mind. And I, I do the pro version. And, uh, you know, because at the end of the day, we have to support each other. I mean, every other group is doing it. That's just that's just nature, man. That's just the way it is. And so, uh, you know, I know you want to do it. So go ahead and support your family over there. The brother's name is Yusef. And, uh, and yeah, so go ahead and support him. So uh, Black Friday's coming up. You guys are going to be spending some stuff. Why don't you go over to webuyblack.com? Webuyblack.com. I actually have bought uh, stuff over there. I bought, like, laundry detergent. A while ago, um, I made several purchases of this 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 uh, tooth powder. Here, I got it right here. This tooth powder it is called uh, Gardens uh, Gardener's Garden. So G A R N E R apostrophe S uh, Gardener's Garden, 100% all natural remineralizing tooth powder. And so you buy it, and it comes with like this uh, mouthwash. So, you know, you gar you gar swish, swish, swish with the powder and then brush your teeth and then, you know, rinse it out with the stuff or whatever. And uh, it definitely makes your teeth feel absolutely clean. I bought underwear from there. There's this brother who said underwear is champs, right? You can't see because I'm on the radio, but <laughs> on the radio. But um, it has like, it, it looks like boxers, like a boxing ring. Because on, on this waistband, it has champs in gold sparkly letters. It looks it looks like like the boxes you wear for the, it, it, it looks like regular briefs but that little accent is kind of cool so um so I would definitely recommend them I'm not sponsored by those guys or anything but more and more uh, black entrepreneurs are selling their products on that site and I suggest you check them out so w e b y b u y b l a c k dot com we buy black dot com now. We're going to wrap up with this uh, with this note. Now, on a perfect day, on a perfect day, part of the presents that you would buy are books, right? They might be digital books. They might be, you know, audio books. They might be paper. Because family, we, we, we can't let the whole thing of reading escape us. I'm not one of those guys that say you need to be reading a book a week or whatever because I read, I read slow. And uh, but I do try to get the books in. I just finished reading Seize the Time um, by Bobby Seale, a brother who with P, P, uh, Huey P. Newton started the Black Panther Party. And he wrote it during that time, you know, when the party was still uh, uh, was still active. <clears throat> and um, but I got the physical book. Right. But I read slow when I was reading. I got the page off and on. I got the page like thirty five. But I found some brother 
on YouTube that read the whole book. Oh my God, man, I made some progress. So I, so I read the book. So what's the point? Consider buying books this holiday season, whether it be Christmas or Kwanzaa, or whatever you celebrate. Uh, consider buying books for yourself or your family. And because this show is called Nonfiction, why? Because on my other broadcasts, I review comics, black comics by black people. And uh, and so I suggest you buy comics for yourself and for the kids in your family. You like comics? We kind of old for comics. I mean, what's the difference between watching Star Wars or Black Mirror or something reading comics? I mean, it's, it's it's fantasy. It's all fantasy. But the good thing is you're supporting black entrepreneurs. So let me give you some recommendations briefly for comics for adults and comics for children. Do I say children? I mean teenagers. You know, down to maybe like middle school. And this is by no means an exhaustive list. If you want a more exhaustive list, you got to go to my website, jonathansoul.com, where I interview the creators of the books and I have uh, YouTube videos where I actually review them. My, uh, most of my YouTube reviews, my video reviews, where I you know, flip through the pages and tell you about the book, is on YouTube, but I'm moving them to blackjunction.tv. Uh, I'm blooming them over there. So, uh, but anyway, so the first book is Prince of Cats by Ronald Wimberly. Prince of Cats, what is it about? It is an elegant, groovy, large form graphic novel. So I got two copies, actually. All right. So it's, what is it like? Uh, hold on. Get my handy daddy. It is nine and a half by about 12 and a quarter. So, so this is a big book. And it's called A Prince of Cats. Basically, it's Romeo and Juliet. Now, did you ever read it? I did. I don't remember what it was. But, but basically, it's a romance. And this guy's running around having sword fights with each other to, 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 to protect their sacred honor. But what this brother did was he put it in 1980s hip-hop dc new york city kind of vibe and so there's the artwork is groovy it's graffiti it's very punchy colors and he does the the shakespeare but he mixes it with ebonics it's just the the language is as groovy as the artwork the artwork is epic epic i i can't tell you it's epic so so this book is for adults because i just don't think the kids had the patience to to plow through the uh, the language and stuff, but the art is beautiful. There's some uh, a little bit of nudity here and there, you know, maybe a guy girl making out or whatever. Uh, some people getting their hands chopped off because their sword their sword play and stuff like that. <clears throat> but it's a groovy book. There's some epic fight scenes and some epic panels. Um, this is a book you have to have in your collection. Period. If you're one of those cats that maybe had a favorite artist or click art books you ever went to the the small press expo or anything like that you definitely need to have this book in your collection all right uh, and i got mine from amazon i think they're 20 20 30 dollars something like that uh good book all right uh day black day black is uh by a brother named keith cross from atlanta tattoo artist <clears throat> the uh the art is beautiful and uh hold on let's see do i got it up here and basically it's a vampire who's a tattoo artist. All right, so I got my copy right here. And uh, when I tell you guys about Books Bomb, because sometimes these books get sold out, because you got to remember, these are small, independent folks. 
And so they don't do like million dollar press runs. And so sometimes that press run gets sold out. And sometimes they'll continue. Sometimes they get distracted and move on to other projects. So you definitely want these uh, books in your collection. Uh, black and white with a red um, spot color. Uh, this brother who was, uh, he's a tattoo artist living in uh, Atlanta someplace. The city is called Day Black because there was a factory, pumped smoke into the air, blocked out the sun. So that allowed him to walk around during the daytime. This brother's long lived, a couple hundred years old. Uh, he was an enslaved African person. He got bit one day working in a cotton field. <clears throat> he became a vampire. Uh, in this long life, he's been uh, a lot. He has had a lot of different careers. He's been a mercenary. He's been an astronaut. He's been uh, all kinds of things. And now he's a tattoo artist. And the story is really light and groovy and very funny at times, very humorous. Um, he deals with a lot of tropes. Uh, regarding vampires, which is funny, but the thing that's interesting about this vampire is he suffers from suffers from narcolepsy. So he'll be tattooing, or he'll be talking, he'll be doing something, he'll just fall asleep, and then have these crazy what I call Bob Marley dreams. The way Keith Cross draws it, it's all these three-eyed dragons and three-eyed lions and all kinds of weird, kind of groovy, mystical type stuff. Like, I'm looking at a page now where the last time I dreamed, a dragon was choking me with his tail. And then he, this little girl has a Spellman t-shirt on. He's uh, tattooing a, a rose in her inner thigh. And he just fell asleep. And he see this dragon choking him, you know, kind of a thing. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's some mature themes. There might be some drugs in there and, you know what I mean, paying for company or whatever, you know. But it's a very humorous story. And last I checked, there are seven issues, <clears throat> and there's a uh, animation being worked on, like an animated uh, series being worked on for this. All right, so that's Day Black. And the last one for the adults is one called, and when I say adult, I mean like, like I wouldn't give this to uh, a middle schooler, because every now and then you'll see a nipple or a ta-ta or something. Some of you guys might say, oh, you're too conservative. Okay, well. Maybe I am too conservative. But, uh, you know, sometimes somebody get drained of blood and die, whatever kind of a thing. So, uh, so yes, that's why I say adults, maybe teenagers or whatever, early teens. Now, the last one for adults is called uh, uh, Crescent City Monsters. Uh, again, groovy art, uh, great story. Here's the concept. Uh, a blues band, you know, who lives in, Miss I think it's Miss no, New Orleans. In the 1960s, so it's kind of still kind of Jim Crowy, Jim Crowish kind of thing. Uh, and the front, the the the, the lead singer, guitarist, or whatever, is a wizard. So we got magic, we got you know swamp mystical creatures, we got talking animals, familiars, that kind of a thing. We got a mysterious father who you know you know got a mom, you know all kinds of stuff like that. So. It's very beautiful. It's a, it's a black man, African-American man with a love interest, another sister and everything. He's part of a band, and they get attacked, and protection, the whole thing. The art is beautiful. Uh, it's from a Filipino brother by the name of uh, Gian Carlos Bernal, and the creator and writer is Newton Lelevoix. So the brother is Newton Lelevoix, who's a creator, and right, and right now they have two issues out. So if you go to dreamfurycomics.com, 
uh, you can pick these up. Dream Fury Comics. I didn't tell you, but on uh, Day Black, you can go to Amazon, or I think you can go to uh, Day Black Comics and pick them up. Uh, I'll put the links in the description, uh, you know, once I finish. I can't remember everything off the top of my head. All right. So, but yeah, you definitely, you, oh, the art in here is black and white. There's two issues out. You really, 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 if you guys love, a, I guess, maybe a Doctor Strange or a Constantine kind of vibe, I think you'll love this. Yeah, like a, like a, like a groovy black Constantine. Yeah, Constantine is probably the better, better way to do it. Except Constantine has a girlfriend. All right. Okay, so for teenagers, so we're talking action, adventure, cartoon violence. So Black Sun, a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, there's this planet with black people. And they're warriors, and they're high tech, and the whole bit. And they have floating AIs that talk to you, whatever. And they have a warrior class, and different things. And all of a sudden, they're attacked by these uh, you know, alien hordes, big, gigantic alien hordes from outer space. And so they're fighting. And so that's the that's the gist of it. You know, there might be some prophecy thing going on. There might be some other world building uh, that the brother's doing. Let me grab a book. Now, you see, you hear I'm grabbing these books, right? It's, I'm not telling y'all some shit I don't do. I buy these books. Okay? I buy these books. So the brother, his name is... I'm trying to make sure I get the up-to-date one. Damn it. All right. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Kelvin, uh, let's see. In UC Mawazo. Okay, so when I interviewed him, he went by Kelvin Gums. Uh, in, the, in his more recent book, uh, it's Kelvin, uh, N-Y-E-U-S-I-M-A-W-A-S-O, Z-O. Yeah. So anyway, so the series is called Black Sun, The Longest Night. And uh, right now, I think we're up to uh, issue, let me see, we're up to issue four. Oh, okay, I'm behind then. I only got one through three. All right, so we issue four, so I got to get caught up. But yes, it's very beautiful. Uh, one thing that's beautiful about Calvin is that he doesn't draw, but he, he's an illustrator. You say, how is that possible? Well, you know, we got technology that allows you to create characters and move them around and put costumes on them and stuff. And you know what I mean? And you get the same effect. So that's what you'll see. Uh, so he's like a double inspiration. One, he got these beautiful black people that are fighting, you know, this, 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 you know, fighting for justice and all that kind of stuff. And then at the same time, you got a man who found a way, even though he couldn't draw, to make a beautiful comic book series. So definitely go to blacksuncomics.com. I think it's blacksuncomics.com. Hold on for a second. All the, thing, all the links will be in the description. I should not rely on my memory. All right, the next one is uh, Power Knights. Now, I can easily remember this site. is kid-comics.com. Kid-comics.com. So just think of the Avengers, right? But instead of the Avengers, just, uh, no. Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. But they used to fight for, say, Thanos back in the day. But then something happened and they escaped. They ended up on Earth. And now... They're trying to live low-key, normal human lives. So that's what's going on. So, of course, as, as it always is, one of their number wants to become evil and, you know, take over the planet and do some bad shit. So now these cats got to come out hiding and then they got to fight each other. And so, you know, of course, humans start to get caught in a crossfire. 
A very beautifully illustrated book, a lot of bright colors. Has a very kind of 90s, old school, you know, comic book style. Um, you know, the story is easy to follow. You know, beautiful character designs. Uh, Power Knights is something you definitely want to get your kids. All right. And uh, there's a lot of books. But lastly, uh, Cosmos, the Cosmos series from uh, Advent Comics. And all of these comics that I'm telling you are either the black, the, all of the creators are black and, and the, all the companies are black owned except for Prince of Cats. Prince of Cats, I think, was Image, which is like, you know, not Marvel and DC, but like that second tier. So Image Comics. And oh, by the way, Prince of Cats, from what I see on the Internet, <clears throat> might be made a movie. And it might be directed by Spike Lee. That's what I hear on the interwebs. All right. So, uh, so yeah. So, again, for the kids, if you go to Advent, A-D-V-E-N-T, AdventComics.com, all one word. And uh, you can look up Cosmos. There's a ton of books there. But Cosmos, it has um, six issues plus some crossovers. A uh, brother out of uh, Merlin, who's an EMT, like firefighter type dude. Uh, he's been working this business for 10 years as a, as you know as a comic book publisher and writer and creator and so forth and now he's selling comics on six continents basically everywhere except Antarctica you know because you know how he prejudice in Antarctica no, I'm just playing but uh <laughs> but, but he carries everybody's books it's not just black creators everybody and uh, and so the one thing that's beautiful about cosmos is not only does he have his characters in there but he has cats who maybe used to work for Marvel or DC bring their characters over into the advent universe and so you have a really nice uh big world you know storytelling happening you know a lot of heroes come together <clears throat> from various places they come to this one uh king slash superhero whatever for help and they have to fight this universal threat and so it's a really groovy kind of concept when i talk to the creator uh, publisher which is tony C uh, Cottrell, tony Cottrell, k-i-t-t R-E-L-L, -L, Cottrell. He was saying it took him like 20 years to pull this together. You know what I mean? So it's a big event. And the beautiful thing, it, it has like five issues and then there's like a omnibus and then there's like another big book and then there's like a crossover. So some characters that are in the Cosmos series, they'll um, pop in and out and they have their own books. I don't know if you guys are heavy into comics or you've read something like Fear Itself or some of these uh, Marvel Civil War books, but they'll have like spinoffs or whatever. So it has that kind of vibration. So anyway, I'm not going to take up too much more of your time. I just wanted to hip you guys to be cautious, you know, about this whole economic piece. <clears throat> some people say every time the Republicans is in office, it fucks up the economy. <laughs> I, I don't know about all of that. I do know that in the 90s, the economy was good. And nobody had to keep telling us every time they hit them. Oh, the economy's good, the economy's good. If you, like, everybody I know is working right now, and I'm thankful for that. If everybody you know is working, that's beautiful. If you're looking for gigs, all I can tell you, man, is I was in art for a while. I was an art director. And I got into IT because it looks like I can make a living there without going back to college. And I would say that's pretty much the truth. I took, like, one college course in XP a long time ago. I just needed to learn enough to teach myself, to get my foot in the door. So IT, you know, uh, maybe desktop support, uh, you know, maybe something, you know what I mean, uh, security, 
you know, kind of a thing. But definitely look in IT. There's all kinds of YouTube videos and stuff about people getting in there. But consider that. But anyway, fam, I love you guys. Hope all your dreams come true. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, uh, J-O-H-N-A-T-H-A-N-S-E-L on Twitter. I retweet other people's, you know, newsy-related stuff most of the time. You know, it's, you know how you busy living. I can't be typing every day and shit. Something I find interesting, I retweet. And then I retweet the stuff I do at comics, because that brings me joy. You know, when my son was little, I used to read him Brother Man comics. You know, and then when he got bigger, we used to run to the Borders Bookstore to find uh, the latest Naruto. When Naruto started popping over here in the U.S. I mean, run. Literally, like, run. Because they would get sold out, bam, 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 just like that. And everything. So that was a beautiful time. But um, you have to read and you have to... Let me tell you like this. In my current profession right now, IT, I've never read so much. I read more probably in a month than I did in a semester in college. Now, granted, I was art, I was art major. Okay, all right, you know what I mean. But, but I read. A lot. I have to read in order to to get my job done. We have to bring up children to read. They have to. Oh, they're done done there was a time maybe you could get a girl pregnant and hide you know from the world in her apartment while she goes and get her her, her social services check all you got to do is just you know and that, that that was your cost of living i just don't know if that's going to continue because you know how the republicans are they like to cut benefits and with all the immigrants coming in <clears throat> from down the border they're not coming with necessarily degrees in their hand when they hit the, when they come here, they 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 immediately get on social services. The women get on there, the guys kind of hide out or whatever. Once you get the apartment and stuff, then they pop in. Now, do they work? Sure, all that kind of stuff. But so they're draining. So you got all of these people coming into the social welfare system, and so what they're doing is they're kicking some Americans off. Don't try to look it up. Especially down in Alabama, especially down south. So, long story short, long story short, before I start drifting, is the economy is under a lot of stress right now. You got to protect your family. But the point I was trying to make was reading uh, is necessary in skilled professions. IT, thankfully, is one of those professions where you can get into <clears throat> young <clears throat> or old. And, uh, you know, if you if you read some books and you take a couple of exams, the books are free. Most everything that I, I've learned is free on YouTube or other websites or forums or, you know, articles or whatever. And uh, you take an exam. So HR <laughs> knows that you're competent because the IT guy talk to you. and He'll know if you're bullshitting or not. They'll know. You know what I mean? You can even install like a little app, something like we would call a terminal or a command line. And you can learn how to program or your kid or your young young person who's being idle can learn how to program on their phone. So we're in a very sweet spot right now in terms of knowledge, you know, slash career slash salary type thing. And that window may close. You know, that window may close. Just like uh, they're going to automate, you know, like the truck driving industry. So <clears throat> that was a, a place where you could get a job making 60 grand, 50, 60 grand a year with no college education. Those days are going to be gone soon. 
and, and, and AI, robots are going to, you know, automatic trucks are going to take it up. You know, these IT jobs, I'm telling you, they may not be here forever, but get in while you can. Get some of this bread, you know, so you can take care of yourself and your family. But um, you can start a child developing a, a love for reading early by giving them comics. Novels sometimes can be daunting, all that gray, open up the book and all these words and stuff. Oh, my God, it's 200 pages. But a comic, if it's 200 pages, it doesn't feel like it because you're so engrossed in the story because of the artwork and the short pieces of text and everything. So it could be a, you could trick your kid up into some knowledge, you know, or reawaken the love of reading in yourself with comic books. All right. Love you guys. Hope all your dreams come true. I'm on uh, Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud and iTunes. Jonathan Soul, J-O-H-N-A-T-H-A-N-S-O-U-L. <clears throat> my website is JonathanSoul.com. Well, I have my interviews and I put my comic book reviews. All right. Love you guys. Hope you enjoyed this news broadcast. Jonathan So with John with not John. So I'm tired. I just ate Thanksgiving with my family. Family's here. Thank God. Right. The little things, y'all. The ladies are downstairs watching Calvin and Hobbes or something. Fast and Furious. Oh, The Rock. Oh, you just have a, oh. you know what I mean? It's like, OK, <laughs> I get you. You know what I mean? Old and young, you know what I mean? I get you. You know what I mean? But you, you're just thankful that everybody's safe and healthy and everything. And uh, all you got is these moments. Because the next moment, it may be something different. <clears throat> you know what I mean? You know, that, you know, so just right now, you just kind of just, just, just keep your mind from wandering. And you just kind of, you know. Now, granted, I did sneak away to record this podcast because this makes me happy. You know what I mean? But, uh, you know, you kind of sneak away and just kind of just... I think that the only religion that we need as a people is gratefulness, you know, gratefulness and wanting to build a better future for ourselves and our children by working together, getting our own selves together and then working together. You know what I mean? But anyway, I can tell I'm getting that kind of old man talk. Well, you know, back in my day, so I got to stop myself. Love you guys. Peace. <laughs>